You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. what is going on what is going on sports fans nfl fans bills fans jets fans the whole crew is in the building tonight we got the whole crew for the first time this season i'm amped <laughs> about it we got my man sterles for the girls and my man the og antoine staley i'm just saying <laughs> i'm just saying that because he has a real issue with me calling him og uh listen you are listening to the chop up on the buffalo rumblings vidcast network presented by picasso pizza <laughs> treat yourself to the most favorite for pizza on game day picasso's we are buffalo pizza shipping local and nationwide order online at picassopizza.net what's going on fellas man i've been waiting for this one we finally all together for it, so i'm, I'm amped Hey man, I'm uh I'm happy to be here, bro. I was in Dallas last week, but let me tell you, I got some uh Japanese A5 Wagyu steak. Game changer, bro. Oh man, I never had you that. Got, so you wouldn't even got to tell me. I'm ready to it travel. Like it. It's so it's so buttery. It's so buttery. <laughs> like it just falls apart, dude. It's like it's crazy. Best steak I ever Yo. had. You know what, Joe, uh, um, one time when I went back to Buffalo, Joe and his wife, like, they cooked dinner, and she made, I don't know if it was, like, the same grade of Wagyu, but it was, like, yo. So, I mean, if it's if it's what she made or better, like, if it's better than what she made, then I really need to go, because <laughs> she needs she needs a restaurant, and, and Joe would tell you, I'm not lying about it. Like, I sent you some pictures of just, well, you've seen, you've seen how yeah, she yeah, cooks. Yeah. yeah, so if it's if it's like that or better, yeah, we need to travel. Let's go back to Dallas. Yeah, yeah, we need to because it, well, it's it, always it's, some good food in Dallas, that Texas too, right? I mean, they, all they do is eat. Yeah, damn self. Yeah, I know all about <laughs> you do too. So yeah, <laughs> so yeah. That's a, so look, let's get into it. Um, there's there's a couple stories around the league that we can get into before we get into like all the games, and you know, I, I don't want to brag about baseball or nothing like that because I know that Antoine ain't, you know, what I mean, like, so I don't want to get too deep into the baseball talk. Now we even can talk about baseball. Yankees... I mean, I'm all good. I can talk about anything. So yeah, I mean, I've been I've been paying attention to the Yankees. So well, no, I was saying it more so because you a hater. That's all. But uh, but <laughs> let's, let's, let's let's start off though. Let's talk about this. Uh, well, first, you know, let's start with the the rough in the passer I, I don't even know if you want to call it like human error thing that's happening with the refs or if you want to call it i call it error but we can call it emphasis yeah. like the, the way these calls have been going man it's and i'm a i'm a i'm one of the guys that's like we protect the quarterback we got to protect the quarterback but man some of these call, and i'll even admit it was one on josh when we played against was it the I think it was the Ravens. We played yeah. against the Ravens and it just shouldn't have been caught. But I take it. You know what I mean? I definitely would take it. But uh one of the most egregious ones that we saw this past week was the Tom Brady. Um and then oh, I think God. Yeah. 
it didn't yeah, I think the other one was, yeah that that was bad so let's start there and then we can follow up with the Kansas City game cuz that one was also um that was Derek Carr was that was ridiculous so yeah. let's start off with that let's kind of talk about what you're hearing around the league and from other people let's get at it well i, I think kind of what you're hearing is just the i mean first of all i think they're trying to overprotect the quarterbacks more than more so than ever i think part of that is because of what happened to Tua and the concussion and you know things of that nature and the, the fallout that it came from that and the league the nfl one thing that i have noticed about the nfl in years is that it's they're very reactive and they care about what people think about their shield and about how they about just the brand so of course the Tua thing came out and you know, people thought he shouldn't have been back in the game against Buffalo. And then obviously this thing happened with Cincinnati and, you know, he, and he's still out and he, you know, he's not going to play against the Vikings who knows when he's going to come back. So I mm-hmm. think now you're seeing referees around the league and probably it's like trickle down saying, you know what, we need to protect these quarterbacks better. And, you know, if they're, you know, you think somebody gets slung down to the ground a certain way then call it. But I just feel like at a certain point it becomes it's football people are going to get hurt. It's just the reality of the situations. Like I, I get if, you know, somebody gets slung down a certain way and, you know, it's violent or, you know, they did it on purpose, but the Grady Jarrett play was just a play. He was just trying to make a play so his team could get the ball back and the Falcons have a chance to win the game late. Same thing. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about the Chris Jones play, sack and strip fumble, but I just feel like they're just trying to overprotect these guys. But at the end of the day, it's football. People are going to get hurt. If we're going to start going down this road, then I think we need to really assess where we are. And also, if, you know, if it's, you know, emphasizing it like this, we also need maybe they think about replaying, having opportunity to replay, you know, roughing the passer calls, kind of like what they do in targeting in college football. But that's where I was actually about to go next because Chris Jones, you know, he spoke so, I mean, to me, he made great points after the game when they, when they asked him about the situation there. And we can kind of talk about that real quick. So, Steros, let me swing that to you because, so in the, in the Raiders-Kansas City game, Chris Jones had a, to me, it was a perfect play. I mean, he, he stripped the ball from basically, it was a turnover, and he braced himself. Like, he didn't put his full body weight on him. From the angle that the referee had that he that called it, it, I could see why he would have thought that he had his full body on him. But to Antoine's point and to, and to Chris Jones's point, maybe we do need to take this thing to the booth and, and say that these calls are, are reviewable. How do you feel about that? Because I, I feel like a lot of people f- look at reviews and look at all that stuff as like, you know what? Uh, it slows the game down and it's bad for the game. How do you feel about it? Because I feel like this is bad for the game. Yeah, it is bad for the game. And, you know, I feel like maybe if they would, you know, make those calls reviewable in the fourth quarter only, I think that's probably a happy medium that they can go with. Because, I mean, you look at each situation, like if you go with the Falcons, even though it's a new head coach, like those are make or break kind of moments for a young football team or for guys that are trying to hit their contract incentives and based on performance, Um, you know, it shouldn't happen. And on top of that, when when Grady Jerry's getting up, Tom Brady does a, a, a to me a very cowardly thing and, and, and try to trip him up. You know, I, I I just think that it's a bad look on the league. Uh, and then the whole Chris Jones thing, I mean, it definitely changed the momentum of the game. Uh, you know, and uh, they came out and they won. They <clears throat> they won, but come on, man! Like he had the ball in his possession and then fell on him. Like you can't review that. 
Yeah. It's it's you know the NFL find a way to screw it up, man. I just hope it doesn't take you know in a playoff game to where they really screw this up and then a team goes home because of it. You know what I'm saying? So I know nothing nothing will happen during the season, but uh, I just get tired. Of everything have to go you know to arbitration or or after the in the off season and the owners got to get together and sort this out. Why can't you just make a a rule real quick? You know, so whether it's fair and equitable for all the teams and players. Yeah, I'll say this too real quick. I feel like they should have been reviewed anyway because that was a possible a turnover. Fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. so like review it if he turn if you feel like you know he turned which he did recover the fumble, then change the call. Like I yep. feel like that that never should you know whether no matter how you feel about roughing the passer, like it never should have got to that point. I mean, obviously, you know, I, I just feel like that was just a no brainer on everybody's part there. I just so first I agree with I agree with what, what both of you are saying. But the thing is, um, Stros, I know you just mentioned like that time for the Chiefs, it didn't lose them the game. Guess what? For the Ravens, it did. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it it yeah. lost the Ravens the game. And as a Bills fan, obviously, we came out on the, the quote unquote right side of it. So we feel good about it that day. But it's just bad for football. And to me, it's like, you know, it, it has to get to a point where. I feel like referees need to be held accountable to another level. Like, look, if these players got to come out, y'all got mad at Cam Newton a couple years back after the Super Bowl because he ain't want to sit there and talk. Y'all got mad at Marshawn Lynch and he, I'm just here so I won't get fined. Look, the referees need to come out and have, they need to have accountability and speak to the media the same way the players do. Hey, what the hell happened on that call on fourth and one with two minutes left in the fourth quarter? What happened here? Can you take us through what you saw or what you felt happened on this play? And I feel like if you hold those referees more accountable, I feel like these things will happen less and less. Because even after the game, like the way they interviewed, I saw an article where they actually asked the referee, and he's like, well, the quarterback still would be protected as whatever. Like I forgot the, ex- the actual explanation, but he was basically saying, even with the fumble, because he was the quarterback and because of the way he was falling, he was protected throughout the entire play. And I just think it's, I just think it's crazy that the explanations they give people when all I, you know, it's like you can fall back and yeah, I can send you a text message and I have to deal with your emotions. Cool. No, put that man in front of the camera, put that man in front of the national audience and and have him speak up for exactly what he called. Yeah. Well, they, 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 I was going to say real quick, they do have pool reporters that talk to some referees. Like they talked to Jerome Booger, you know, after, uh, the game against the the Buccaneers and Falcons, but you know at that point it's not in front of the camera. It's not like a normal normal press conference. It's just kind of like you know that guy's going behind the scenes talking to him. And you know I think at certain points to some of those referees feel like okay we have to like double down on what happened, even if we don't necessarily agree with it, just because you know the brotherhood are officiating. You don't want to necessarily call somebody out, but yeah, I think I think the NBA has done a good job, especially. If you notice, they have a Twitter account where they kind of talk about something like this, like the missed calls and mm-hmm. things like I think the NFL would be it would be a great service if they did something quite similar as well. Yeah, I I, like I, the NFL needs a blog. They got too many. Yeah, blogs. Blog. yeah. <laughs> the NBA, I think the NBA kills the NFL when it comes to like being relevant you know, and current with, with players and, and how the game, the flow of the game and stuff like that. I think if we put, you know, referees on blast, you know, some of them dudes going to get murked <laughs> for the, for the stuff that they do, man. So, uh, but it'd be, it'd be nice for entertainment. It'd be great for TV, but I, I just hate those, uh, those clinical answers, you know, the, the legal leads answers, like, come on, man. Like, do you really believe that? You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it needs to be fixed. 
Right, like you don't even believe what you just said, and you're gonna spew that to us. I right, bet. Well, that's like, what I said. Like, you know, that's how I feel about it. Yeah, the pool reporter. I was just like, yeah, it's kind of a bit of a joke because yeah, they. I mean, they're not in front of the camera as you said. They just like I said, I feel like a lot of those guys just kind of double down on what happened, and you know, I did something needs to change for sure. All right. Well, I think we're all in agreement there. So there's no real debate. It, like this is bad for the game. They need to fix it. And really, I hope they f- and I know they won't, but they should fix it prior to the offseason, like at the ownership meetings or the, or the owner meetings or whatever you call it. That's normally when a lot of these things are brought up and then things are changed or whatever. But I think it's one of those things that it would the way they're putting emphasis, like Antoine said, the way they're putting emphasis on these calls is going to affect the playoff game. And, and you're going to have. Depending on what what game it is, man, it's gonna be crazy. But let's move on. Earlier this week, um, Snyder, the the owner of the Washington Commanders, um, basically came out and made it. Or I don't know if he came out and said it, or if it was just reported. If somebody got the news, but that he had a, a, a PI, he had an investigator basically go out about half the league and Roger Goodell, and he said, "Look, I'm not losing my damn team unless I'm going down with a fight, and I got dirt on everybody." <laughs> I don't even know how I want to ask this question, but um, <laughs> let's just get into it. Antoine, how you feel about this, man? I mean, it's just one of those things like, yeah, if I'm going down, everybody else going down with me. And we know we got a lot of owners. We got a lot of dirt out there in the uh, NFL. And, I mean, look, I mean, Daniel Snyder, they, the birds are circling. Everybody knows that his time is coming. It's just a matter of time. It's, and he's trying to hold on to this team. He, he really didn't want to change the name of the Washington team until like PR, like he did it for a good PR move just because of everything that was going on behind the scenes. I thought, Oh yeah, you know, let's change the name just to kind of, you know, get some heat away from what's really going on in the building. But yeah, I mean, just not even talking wins and losses just because what he's done with the Washington franchise. I mean, that he's going that, that whole, franchise has just completely been ruined by him i mean it's no like it i mean with all the disrespect to be honest with you i grew up in <laughs> north carolina i know how important that franchise was to not only north carolina i mean it, that was north carolina's team until the panthers came and then there's still a ton of washington fans there and then obviously the virginia dc even maryland area so i mean just it's it's just a really a, a damn shame where you know, we have a, somebody that, like I say, has been terrible. You look at his record, you know, with the team since he's taken over. And then now you got to factor in some of the sexual harassment and things of that nature they're also dealing with. It's just really a shame. And it really tarnishes a really, you know, great franchise. Man said, I mean, this with all disrespect. Sterles, how do you feel about this, man? <laughs> I agree, man. I, I, it, it's almost like, uh, you know, the the whole Epstein case. You know, it's like you know, when Jazane, uh, you know, we don't know the names, right? And, and, you know, I'm I hope that he actually comes forth with all the information that he has because, you know, I, I feel like, you know, owners been doing guys dirty for a long time. Uh, you know, and, and these are just my personal feelings, but, you know, it's almost plantation kind of feeling, you know. Um, now, I know, you know, players have their roles and owners and coaches, they all have roles. But, you know, if you're if you're going to hold the players to such this high standard and they can't do this and we was just legalized for them just recently or, you know, why are these owners sitting behind this this cloak of, of righteousness like your, your stuff stinks, too. And so. If he can uh, come out and, and point it all out, it's a coward way to do it. But, I mean, at this point, you know, uh, 
Hey, it's it's good. It's good for entertainment. But yeah, they need to they need to be uh, reprimanded for for the shady stuff that they do that we the public don't see because, you know, you got to protect the shield. Yeah. And 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 then the thing is, though, they actually the report went a little bit further and said that he has something on Roger Goodell, too. So it's not just the owners. He's coming at the commissioner. He said he said, look, I'm coming for you, too. And it's I think he I I don't know. I've been hearing that a lot of people who have left the organization during all of these things that's been going on have said, like, well, no, we feel like Dan is the the most powerful owner based on the things that he knows. And based on this, I used to always feel like they're they're saying uh, that. A lot of people have said, yeah. Oh my a lot of people. God. He is. That's, that's not good. That is not good. I mean, it's true, though. I mean, just think about like the power that you have is the, within the things that you know. Mm. So he feels like, okay, they feel like, okay, he has all this information about everybody that he can't, he's not going to lose his team. You have to remember, you have to have like 24 owners vote you out if it comes to that. They have to have, a, they have to decide to have him voted out. And then they have to actually have 24 owners uh, vote him out. So, and in that case, that's probably not going to happen if you have dirt on like half the league. Mm. Yeah. To get 24 votes in that situation or yeah, it'll be, it'll be ugly for a lot of people. I feel like the the, the league would burn man. And, and mm. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's just an ugly situation because like, you know, the thing is he got, he got in this situation with his organization and now instead of him just saying like you know what all right i did it he's going to take everybody down with him and it's just it's just wild it's just wild to me to think about so well let's move on from that because it's really not much of a it, you know it's just it was one of those stories that came out nothing major to talk about let's get into some of these games man i'm looking forward to the weekend um i feel like obviously we're gonna get into this bills chiefs game i think it's the game of the week i, I don't know why it's not like I know it's too. I don't think it was even possible to be flexed, but I don't know why it wasn't in like a Sunday night I, or Monday night. I have night the answer spot. to that because uh, CBS, uh, certain games you can, you know, protect. That was one of them that they protected. And, and then CBS since it was on, smart. and then it was on <laughs> Sunday night last year, if you remember. So they wanted it mm-hmm. for uh, the four thirty four thirty slot, essentially. I mean, they smart. They said we want our yeah. coins, and y'all ain't taking it from us. So I, I can't even be mad at that. But so before we get there, let's let's uh let's start off with it. Uh, the Ravens and Giants. I'm excited about this one. Like, I still think the Ravens are better than obviously what their record shows. They lost to us. They uh, you know, they had some tough games there. They lost to Miami, which was crazy, you know. But the Giants have have been. I don't think that they're a better team by by any means, but I think they're motivated. And Brian Dayball, man, he's out there. He got these he got these boys ready to run through walls and ready to run through anything. And it's just been fun to watch. So um, we're, we're let's uh, let's start with Strohs on this one, man. How do you think this one's going to play out with Lamar Jackson going up against Daniel Jones? Like that's a matchup. But man, I got to give uh, Daniel Jones some credit, man. He played really well uh, last week against Green Bay at, uh, in London. Uh, second half, I mean, he just. I don't know. There's just a calmness about Daniel Jones this year. I don't think he's their quarterback of the future, but uh, I, I think you can see the Brian Dayball effect um, and Saquon Barkley. Uh, you know what they were able to do last week, albeit I, I don't feel like the Packers are anything to write home about. But for a young team like that who, who are trying to prove themselves, um, I, I think it's huge. Now I think Lamar Jackson is going to outplay Daniel Jones, but like you mentioned, you know they are playing inspired football, and there's something to be said for that. So. You know, I don't think the Ravens can come in here and just take them lightly. Uh, but I think, you know, these are when you look at the season in a whole, these are going to be those uh, those moments where, you know, it kind of makes or breaks a team. 
you know, I, I think, you know, for a young team like the Giants, I think they can really learn a lot wherever the outcome is. But I think it'll be a close closer than people think. I'm not going to put my money on the spread, but uh, I, I like the Giants right now. Okay. <laughs> Antoine? He's changed the culture. I think Dayball has just really changed the culture, especially, you know, coming from Joe Judge. And he has these guys just believing and there's a certain confidence there. Like I, you know, have a little bit of knowledge, obviously, with the Giants, just because of my proximity and, you know, being at the facility like a time or two, especially when they were practicing against the uh, Jets. But, yeah, I mean, you can definitely see it. Just uh, the players just believe they're confident the way that they talk. Um, Daniel Jones, I mean, he's worked wonders with him. I, I mean, we saw what Dayball did, and obviously, you know, Ken Dorsey, you know, deserves some credit too with what they were able to do with Josh Allen, you know, while they was there. But man, I mean, to come up, Daniel Jones was just considered a, you know, bust coming into this year, and you know, well, now he's been a very efficient quarterback. And not only that, you got Saquon Barkley looking like the player that I think a lot of people thought he was going to be coming out of Penn State. So, and I, I really like this team. I think, you know, I don't know if they're a playoff team. I still think the Eagles and Cowboys are better. But if the Giants end up getting eight, nine wins this year, I mean, that's a hell of a job by uh, yeah. Dayball uh, in year one, too. So there's a lot of excitement, it's really especially around both New York teams, too, but especially with the Giants right now. But, yeah, I definitely uh, – and I will say this about the game. I think the, Raven, like, the Ravens' defense has been really suspect this year, and uh, that's always, I think that's what's going to keep the Giants in the game throughout. Well, I mean, let's look at it real quick, though, because you said if they win four more, you know, or you said if they get eight or nine right now, they're sitting yeah, at four, eight or nine. So yeah. so the Ravens is uh, that's a tough game. I actually I'm going to go against them and I'm going to say the Ravens are going to take this. I but but look, the Jaguars is, is absolutely winnable. The Seahawks is winnable. The Texans is a winnable game. The Lions winnable. Then they go against the Cowboys, who I part. I, I, I hear what you say when you, you feel like they're better. I think if Cooper Rush is playing quarterback, I don't think they win that game. You know, I think the Giants can win that game. Um, I'm, I'm on the team where I look at Cooper Rush and I feel like he's a he's just a game manager and he's not losing games for them. But I think Dak is the better quarterback. And I just, well, yeah. I, you know, I don't I don't understand why the debate is there anyway. I get it. They won some games in a row. It wasn't because Cooper Rush won the games. He just didn't lose them. But going past the Cowboys and you got, you know, you got Washington again. They're going to beat them, I think. Uh, the Eagles, that's good. that could be an L, but then you got Washington again. The Vikings on Christmas Eve, that's a tough one. The Colts, depending on, I mean, what we've seen out the Colts this year, I mean, you don't think the Giants could beat the Colts? Oh, yeah, they could, yeah. I and mean, then and then again, the Eagles. So, I mean, just looking at that, I mean, I, I see an easy, not easy, but I mean, I see a real possibility of another six or seven there, you know, out of, I don't know, man, out of, out of 12 games, I could see seven. Yeah, it's possible. I, I just like I said, I think I think that's why I said I think they can win nine games. Like winning nine, nine and eight, especially considering like I think a lot of people thought they would just be the worst team in that division. A lot of people thought they would be what a Washington team is. Like Washington mm-hmm. is just kind of down the dumps. They talking, you know, people are talking about quarterback change and all that. But man, I, I mean, the Giants have just been super impressive so far. And like I say, just Dayball is just just instantly ignited, just a jolt of energy. Within that franchise, I love Dave's man. I love Dave's. Well, I let's, know, dog. Yeah, let's he's... flip it. Let's flip it real quick though, and talk about the the Ravens for a second. But I'm sorry, Sturge, you you wanted to say something about Dave's? Nah, man. I, hey, I, I love to see him shine, man. I, yeah. I just think I just think it's so dope. I mean, my only my only thing is, and I understand it from a 
coach and player perspective, but just as a fan, like, man, you really have a great opportunity to get your quarterback of the future. And it's like, they're winning all these games. And it's like, man, if they could have just like sucked this year, got their guy moved. I just don't think Daniel Jones is the future. You know, I think Daniel Jones is as good as he's going to be with Brian Dable right now. I don't see him getting any better. Uh, I just hope that they can get, he can get the quarterback that he needs for the future so they can continue to build. Yeah, you know what they but, could do? They could do what the Chiefs have done and some other teams. Like, they've traded up to get quarterbacks. I mean, yeah. that's what the Chiefs did to get Patrick yeah. Mahomes. I mean, they had Alex Smith, who was kind of like a, you know, they, they were making the playoffs, but obviously, I mean, you get somebody like Mahomes, you're like next world, like your yeah. Super Bowl contender. So, yeah, I mean. You, At what 10. You, yeah, what, <laughs> yeah what, you, what I think you teams can do is, like, surround your team with as much talent as possible, insert mm-hmm. the quarterback in there, and then have him start winning that way instead of the other way around. What I think people want the quarterback to be the savior of your franchise. Yeah, and and I, I I agree with that completely. I've been telling Giants fans going into the season and even still now, Brian Dable. He I, I feel like he's actually one of those coaches. I'm not gonna put him on goat level by any means. I love him, but the thing is, the guy he's good at getting maximum efficiency out of his players for what they're good at. Like he he figured out oh, no, this was what Saquon should have been doing this whole time. And guess what? Mm-hmm. Now he's back doing the stuff that he's supposed to be doing. Yeah. He's not putting Daniel Jones in a situation to try to win games for him. He's putting him in a situation to be efficient, to make some some good throws. Like, he's made a couple throws that had me like, oh, okay, Daniel's <laughs> – he got something for us. But at the same time, he's not ta- he's not taking too many – to me, it doesn't look like he's taking too many chances. He's making good throws, good decisions. And because of that – the team looks like, you know, like you said, they're motivated. And, and I don't know, man. I just I just think that when it comes to that division, I don't think the Eagles are who we think they are. No. And that's just me. I saw them in person last Sunday, and they completely dominated until, like, obviously it was, to me, that game was closer than it should have been against the Cardinals. You know, but it, I don't know. I just don't think the Eagles are who who everybody thinks they are because of the record, the 5-0 record. But uh, let's flip it and talk about the Ravens for a second. I think Lamar Jackson, man – he he's going to get his bag, but I feel like the way the team is performing this year, they're going to try to use that against them. Like it's been some tough games. It's been some games that, that they've, um, you know, had big leads and then teams have come back and won. We're, us being one of them, Miami being another, it just hasn't looked the best in that regards for him. But I, I just, I can't put that on Lamar, man. Like, he doesn't defense. play defense right yeah it's <laughs> so it's like but then I, other people will say yeah but you're not scoring in the second half like we shut him out in the second half he has to score he has to yeah if you're that guy and you're looking now you're talking about i even hate to say it this way you're looking for deshaun watson money where it's fully guaranteed 250 million or whatever it is that he's looking for you, you got to win the game throws. Yeah. You got to win the game. You can't be, yeah. you know, like, well, I was up 17, 20, nothing or 20 to three. And no, you got to keep it going in the yep. second half. Like that second half comes. Okay. You win the halftime at 20. I need another 15 or 17 points out of you in the second half. I, I just don't know. Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, even if you look at the Bengals game, I think he missed some throws there too. That would have, you know, put them up a lot, lot more than what they were. I mean, uh, obviously they're still winning the game, but yeah, I mean, He's probably going to get franchised. I think we all know that franchise tag is just because I don't know if the Ravens necessarily want to commit that. Not even necessarily having to do with wins and losses. I think, you know, injuries might play a role, the style of play, and, you know, they may decide, you know, we don't want to necessarily commit, you know, $300 million to a guy that, you know, has that type of style, kind of like a Michael Vick type of thing. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, 
man is all world. Like he deserves the money. I think he he's not the reason they're losing games. Like I said, their defenses and really just all the yeah. injuries that they've had. So it's not it's right. not he's not the reason. Like he's really without him, they're probably about where the Steelers oh. are. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're right. Absolutely. Yeah. He had he had two throws. Uh, one on the on the right sideline where he obviously overthrew uh, Duvernay. And then he had one uh, in the end zone. You know, those are two throws that I noticed that he would love to have back. But at the same time, it's like, okay, he missed those two throws. But that last drive that they had to put themselves in position to to ice the game out, you know, he has some 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 pretty big time runs to get them in the position that they, you know, to win that game. And so, you know, it's hard for me to judge him off of that Bengals game just because it's a divisional game. They know each other so well from a schematic and personnel standpoint. Uh, but you're right. You guys hit the nail on the head. You know, he has to come through in those marquee moments, almost like those Heisman moments that we see in college football all the time. You know, he's got to he got to start coming through on those if he wants that guaranteed contract. You know, I, 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 I would hate for them. I think it's almost disrespectful for them to franchise tag him because you drafted him knowing what his skill set is. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's not like he hasn't produced. Now, I know, you know, they probably want a little bit more and, and so forth. But, you know, I just think there's a happy medium to be found in all that. Let's let's uh, talk about the, the another division that I feel like, you know, to me, has been very surprising this year. We have a, a matchup for uh, the Jaguars and the Colts, and that division to me is just all out of whack. I thought the Colts would be like dominating. The Jaguars came out this year and they look like the best team in the division and then they lose to the Texans. I don't know what the hell is happening. So um, that game is going I think should be fun. I'm expecting Jonathan Taylor to be like, OK, I'm back. I had some bad games. I had an injury. Okay, I'm back. What are what are we expecting from from this game? I, I guess I, I guess I'll go ahead. Oh, I I I'll have to say uh, I think their <laughs> offense, their problem not even just say Taylor per se. I think their offensive line is just terrible. Like it's been mm-hmm. really bad, and it used to be the strength of the team. And now all of a sudden, I mean, Matt Ryan can't get protected. I mean, you can't even you know. The running backs are having trouble, no matter if it's uh, Hines or Taylor or whoever's back there, and I think that that's that's a big issue for me. So, I mean, you're playing a Jacksonville team that defense is looking, you know, much improved there. Uh, Devin Lloyd, I think, is you know arguably the best defensive rookie right now in in NFL. At least you know him and Sauce Gardner and you know Stingley's up there too as well. But yeah, I mean, it's going to be a challenge. Yeah, I really do. I mean, you would expect Jonathan Taylor if he's going to turn it on. This this will be the game to do it because if isn't if not then I I don't know like I, I just really don't know about the Colts this year to be completely honest and it seems like you know maybe the Titans do pull away and end up getting this division. It's just wild to me, man, and and I agree with you about Taylor. I don't think it's him. I think he's good still. Like he yeah, you don't yeah. lose all of that that you that we've seen. You don't lose it over over one summer. That line is trash, man. But you know what it reminds me of? A couple years back, it was like the Dallas Cowboys line was the strength. And it was like, everybody was talking about how they had mm-hmm. what, like four number one draft, not number one overall, pro first, bowlers, you know, you know, right. pro yeah, bowlers yeah. and first rounders and all this stuff. And now it's like, that's not the strength anymore. And now I just feel like the same thing happened with the Colts. And that's, that's crazy. Sterling, what do you think about the Jaguars though, man? Like I said, they started off and it looked like they might be the best team in Florida at the time, like at the, in the early yeah. part of the season. And and then now, oh, like I said, on, you come man. out and they oh, come did. On. They come did. on, man. You <laughs> tell me they did. Come on. Tell me they did. The first few weeks, the best team in Florida. They look like they look. They they were better than Dolphins though, or Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. They were better than Tampa Bay. Come on, man. They were better than Tampa Bay the first few weeks of the season. Are you kidding me? They were not. Tampa had no receivers. They were better at the time. I'm not saying. 
I'm not saying overall, if one to 53, that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers aren't a better team when you look at them on paper and you know football. I'm talking about performance wise, what we've seen, the Jaguars over the first four or five, not last week. So the first four weeks of the season, they were better than Tampa. And, and I don't care what you say about Miami. After Tua went out, what happened? They, they ain't been winning. It ain't the same team. They got blew out by your garbage Jets, man. Like, what's happening? That's not my team. First of all, it's not my team. Second of all, <laughs> oh, he so, not, you're not gonna claim him. You you can't be over here not claim him. Man. No, no, first no, of I, all, I covered the team. I covered the team. First of all, second of all, I told you they were gonna beat the Dolphins. I told. I sat here and told you. You I did, didn't. and I didn't believe you. I didn't believe you. My man but said, anyway. "I ain't dater." I, I mean, you know, I ain't with her. <laughs> like, hey, look, they're not paying. They're not on my paycheck. So, I, you know, I'm not claiming them. Oh, man, that's hilarious, I, dog. That's hilarious. All right, man. But for real, though, Miami, I, I, I liked the team and I liked what they put together. I think, too, obviously he's not going to be playing tomorrow, but they said there's a chance that he's going to be playing next week now, like from what I'm hearing, that, you know, he's going to be back at practice next week and he's probably going to be playing next week. But still, I don't, I don't think once you – especially in a division like this where you have the Bills – I don't think that we're not talking about Miami. We'll get to Miami in a minute. No, let's finish this. Okay. My bad. See how I get sidetracked and start talking crap. But no, the Jaguars, I do think for those first four weeks of the season, they look like the best team in Florida. They did. Uh, Tom Brady with all those injuries to his wide receiver. Come on, man. You can shake your head. I'm telling you, go back and just go back and look at the first four weeks. I was Christian Kirk looked like a real number one wide receiver. They, they look good, but I'm not, I'm not taking it that far, man. They look, man, they, first, they look good. I thought they were going to, you know, win the division or whatever, but best team in Florida? Nah, I, I can't. I can't put that. First four right weeks, there. they was the best. What you think, Charles? What you think about that? Man, I've been a, a big fan of what the Jaguars have been able to do. You know, it's like they're still a young football team, too, and they they got to learn how to close out games, learn how to win. But, you know, one of the things that, like, people aren't talking about with the Jaguars is what their, their ability to control the line of scrimmage on both sides of the football. Like they are, they are, that's the strength of their team right now. That defensive line is nasty. They got a really good defensive. They got some really good pieces on that side of the ball. Offensively, Trevor Lawrence is into another year and he's, he's had his ups and downs, but he's looked pretty good, man. Uh, I, I think they're going to, I, if I had to pick today, I would pick the Jaguars to win the AFC South for sure. Um, and I do believe that, you know, if you would have, if you would have put the Jaguars versus, you know, the Bucks week one, the Jaguars would have beat them in, in my opinion. I I mean I think so, so but but Twan is sitting here telling me that you know <laughs> no I'm, no I'm no I just say they wasn't the best team in Florida no I like what Jacksonville has done like I think they're you know Doug Peterson's come in and we talked about energy with Brian Dayball I think the same thing with Jacksonville it's just yeah I'm not gonna go that far uh, Trevor Lawrence is definitely playing you know much better uh, if I mean you you know your PFL person you know apparently he's the second highest quarterback you know, rated out of the 2021 class right now. So, you know, it's testament to, you know, what he's done right now. All right. Well, let's, let's uh, keep it moving. There's another game that I want to talk about the, uh, the, this one I want to talk about for a couple of reasons, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, obviously the Buffalo Bills did what we did with the Steelers. Um, you know, that that's done. We don't have to really talk about it, but um, this week is a big game. I think for both teams, I think the Steelers need to win. And I think Tom Brady needs to come out and, and kind of get back on track with his receivers and that offense. But um, one of the things that came up today, well, first let's talk about that. Then I'll bring up the other thing. Uh, so let's, let's talk about that. How do you see this matchup going? Let's start with, uh, let's start with Twan on this one. <laughs> uh, not good. Not good for the Steelers. <laughs> I mean, 
Look, I saw the Steelers a couple of weeks ago. They, they have we talked about offensive line problems with the Colts. They have a their offensive line might be even worse, to be completely honest. So no matter if you had Kenny Pickett back there, uh, Mitch Trubisky, whoever, you know, they have a hard time not only just running the ball, but also, you know, protecting the quarterback. And anytime you have that, especially, you know, Todd Bowles defense, you know, how well they've been playing for the most part outside of the Chiefs game, I think they're gonna struggle. I think they're gonna have a tough time trying to protect Kenny Pickett out there. So I, I like Tampa Bay, you know, at least by double digits in this one. Double digits. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you though, because of the, because of the offense. I just think, um, I think Kenny Pickett is, is he's going to be good. I just, I, I just think, you know, again, starting your, your first game against the bills and Josh Allen and that defense. And then the next game you're going up against Tom Brady, that offense and that defense. I just don't think it's, it's a formula to, to like give this man all the, I, I don't even know. Like, I just don't think he's going to be too confident <laughs> going forward. Like, it's just a tough couple of weeks to start. Sterling, this is what I want to talk to you about, though. Like, because your takes on stuff like this really, um, first, they're funny to me. But also, I just enjoy, I hear, I enjoy hearing your takes. So I'm going to play this clip real quick. I want your take. And then the same thing with Antoine afterwards. But but I'm looking forward to hearing Sterling's take on this. You you and Mike Tomlin are two of the few black head coaches in the league. I wonder what your relationship is like with them and your thoughts on Steve Wilkes joining that fold. I have a very good relationship with Tomlin. Uh, we don't look at what color we are when we coach against each other. We just know each other. I have a lot of very good white friends that coach in this league as well, and I don't think it's a big deal as far as us being coaching against each other. I think it's normal. Wilkes got an opportunity to do a good job. Hopefully he does it. And we coach ball. We don't look at color. But you also understand that representation matters too, right? And that when young aspiring coaches or even football players, they see you guys, you know, they see someone that looks like them, maybe grew up like them, that has to mean something. Well, when you say you see you guys and look like them and grow up like them, it means that we're eyeballs to begin with. And I think the minute you guys start, stop making a big deal about it, everybody else will as well. Hmm. 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 Did I just watch that? You just watch. Uh, That's the head coach. That is the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So Sterling, please uh, elaborate. Uh, on the okay, so I mean, he he just pulled the the all lives matter. He he, he just, I mean. Color doesn't matter. I think I think that's disrespectful, to be honest, uh, because for, you know, the things that, you know, black African-American pioneers in the sport have done so that he could be where he is today. I, I think it's di- a little disrespectful. It's kind of it's funny, too, because uh, he's talking about you guys and them. But it's like, man, you got to read the room. Uh, if you don't think that race and equity and likeness is uh, when your locker room is. 95% black like you don't see like what like it just doesn't that doesn't make sense to me why he's so like staunch on that I mean uh it's it's to me that's trash I I, I it's big time cap uh I I don't like it I don't like it what you yeah, think, it's Antoine? embarrassing like I think you I, look I get what he was trying to say and say that you know hopefully one day it does not matter and you know I hope we all get to a point where you know, some of this stuff does not matter, but it does matter. It does matter that you're, you know, a head coach um, of an NFL team and you're a black man. It right. matters. It, it matters right now in this day and age. You're looked at as a role model, whether you like it or not. You know, people want to, you know, it, it might be it's a guy and, you know, coaching high school right now, like an assistant. He wants to be 
aspires to be Todd Bowles, and he's a black man. He probably believes he can do it because Todd Bowles is the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This mm-hmm. matters. This stuff matters. You may not like it. You may not identify. You may not. You, you might not even want to be black. You know, according to what he just said. But the fact <laughs> of the matter is, like, you are black. You have yeah. to understand your role in society and understand that. Right. It's bigger than you. It's bigger right. than you. Like seriously. Right. Like and this is it's so important to have that representation. So not only just for this generation, but the next one. So they feel like they can also be head coaches in this league. So it does not continue to be a problem. So we have more black coaches out there in the NFL and the NBA and major league baseball and NHL. If you want to have an NHL, you know, head we just had an NHL general manager, you know, for mm-hmm. the first time. So black general manager. So all this stuff matters just to be able to have that type of representation. So it's, 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 it's really a crock. Like, I mean, that's really probably the nicest way I know how to say it, but I, I, I just feel bad for people that, you know, feel the way that he does because yeah. you should be proud of who you are and where yep. you come from. And uh, don't, you don't have to apologize to anybody for that. Mm-hmm. He just came yeah, out and it, said, I'm OJ. That's what he came out. And yeah. Said, basically. Yes. I'm not Basically, black. I'm yeah. OJ. That's it. A hundred percent. And, and uh, we don't have to dwell on this. I just wanted to hear both of your opinions on that. I, Cause I'll tell you straight out. Um, I love Todd Bowles, but that completely disappointed me. And it, it made me lose a, a little bit of respect when it comes to the things that we're talking about here. Like there's reasons why you look, I look up to a black man as a head coach in the NFL. There's only four of them. There's only four of them. There's a, now Mike Tomlin, I think is different level. I look at Mike Tomlin as a top five coach because he's just a top five coach. Like the dude is amazing. Yeah. But, but regardless of how good or bad of a coach you are to make it to this top, this level as a head coach, like you are the, you know, you're, you're the main guy for a football organization. Like these, you're the main leader and th- that's how you brush it off. Is it's kind of it's kind of disappointing, but yeah I, yeah, I would like to see what Todd, I mean, what Mike Tomlin would have to say, yeah. in regards to that, because I, I can tell you, like, just covering, you know, a guy like Robert Sala, you know, who was Muslim, and they like he he takes pride in that. He takes yeah. pride in just you know that's being where he's from and where how he grew up and how he got to this point. So yeah, I, I like I say, I like you said, I think that's very just disappointing on a lot of different levels. Just hearing that. Yeah. Well, let's switch over to him real quick. Let's talk about that game because the Jets are are traveling to Green Bay and they're going up against the guy that I always felt like was the greatest quarterback I've ever seen throw the football in Aaron Rodgers. But this season, he has not looked like Aaron Rodgers. Um, talk to me a little bit about what you expect. Uh, I, I think for me, like, first of all, you know, Aaron Rodgers is battling a thumb injury this week. I know he's uh, practiced on Thursday, so it seems like he's going to be good to go for that. But I think the bigger issue is really – a couple of things. One, just him gaining chemistry with his uh, wide receivers. You know, no Devontae Adams, no Valdez uh, Scantley. I think that's really hurt him this year. Now you have this group of receivers that, you know, on the fly, he's trying to get to know and get that chemistry down. And it just does not happen, you know, the way that he has. I mean, he's not playing poorly. He's not playing badly, but the offense just isn't clicking the way that I think a lot of people are accustomed to seeing it. So now they have to rely on the running game with, you know, A.J. Dillon and also Aaron Jones, too, which is fine. But I think at some point, especially later on in the season, you're going to have to start throwing the football. And we already seen some of the struggles that they've had, especially when they get down in games. You saw it against mm-hmm. the Giants, you know, last week. You also saw it early on against the Vikings. When you get behind, you got to start throwing the ball. And, you know, it's going to be tough. Like, I, I imagine they I, – I, I'm going to pick the Packers to win this because – 
you know, the Jets are still a young team. They still have um, peaks and valleys uh, throughout. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if this would be a pretty close game just simply because the Packers' uh, offense has really struggled to throw the ball in. The Jets also have some pretty good corners in DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner who have been tremendous this year. It can make his job a little bit more difficult. Yeah, I, what you think, Sterles? Because I think I'm going to surprise y'all with my pick. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the Jets can win this game. Uh, just sort of the simple fact that Zach Wilson's playing, like, he's playing decent, mm-hmm. playing good, and they got a run game to to supplement that. You know, the Packers, everything is dink and dunk. They they have no threat to go down the field. Um, so, you know, I think when you have that such limitation, you know, uh, it's going to call it's going to cause some advantages for the Jets on defense. Right. Um, but I, I do like, uh, you know, what the Jets been able to do on offense has been really nice to see. You know, you guys put up a 40 burger. On the uh, the Dolphins now, albeit they had a third string quarterback in, but it's still forty points. I don't care how you slice it. You know, you got hey. Brees Hall and, and those guys playing better football, man. So, uh, you know, Garrett Wilson is another guy. So, I, I think I think the Jets are definitely. I think they can win this game. But if I were to bet money, I would definitely pick the Jets on the spread. Yeah, they, I mean, I was gonna say, uh, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater did start the game, but they knocked them out on the first offensive possession. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going Jets um, for basically all the reasons that you named. But I think, you know, when it comes down to it, Aaron Rodgers absolutely regrets this divorce from Devontae Adams. And I don't care what anybody says. Devontae Adams regrets it and Aaron Rodgers regrets it more. There's just no chemistry with any of the receivers. Randall Cobb is. Randall Cobb. (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? And it's like. Past his prime, Karen Cobb, too. And I keep saying, um, and I understand how he looked down there in Tampa. I still feel like Cole Beasley would have thrived in this offense. I'm going with the Jets, period. Like, I just feel like the offense of the the Packers is not the same that it used to be. Aaron Rodgers is not Aaron. He's Aaron Rodgers, but the hand injury you mentioned, I just don't see it happening. So I'm about to say, if if the Jets win this game, I I might need to start reevaluating my January plans. Because, like, (laughs) I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs, but. I think people are going to start thinking like they, they have a chance to be one of like we talked about last week, be one of those three wild cards teams. Like, I, well, I, no, I mean, no, nah, they're going to they're going to take those couple L's to the Bills. They're going to take yeah, another I'm, L to the Patriots. So, I mean, they ain't going to make the playoffs. No, but no, I, I, think I, they, like, I think they might beat. the. I, I told you, like, I think they're going to they're going to beat the Patriots at least one time. At least see, I once. don't. I don't. I think and we could talk about that real quick because the Patriots, um, they play the Browns. I think the Patriots. Well, Bailey, I don't know. I don't know. I think the Browns have surprisingly been more impressive uh, without Deshaun Watson than I thought they would be. Like they've actually played a pretty, you know, like you would, you would almost think with Deshaun Watson kind of in the flow of things, they might be undefeated right now. Like with the way they lost yeah. certain games, you look at it, it's like, damn, like, like now they're going to come back and this creep is going to actually be in a good situation and the team is going to yeah. be good. I, I just hate it, man. I, I hate everything good coming to this organization because of, because of, this whole situation yeah i'll but. say this real quick too like just to kind of well since we'll go to the browns patriots i think what i'll say is this like the the jets are the toughest like outside of the bills <laughs> anyway the toughest opponent the jets will face the rest of the season if you look at their uh the win loss right now like that's it i mean they've got the vikings later on but that's really about it i mean they got the bears the seahawks the jaguars i mean they have a lot of games where they could sit there and win so i i think Nine wins isn't out the question. I don't know if that's going to be enough to get you to the playoffs, but it's certainly not out the realm of possibility, especially especially if they were to win this game. They win this game, then you're like, yeah, they're definitely – I think they're going to finish over 500 at least. 
Shout out to the Jazz fans, man. Y'all got something to be excited about. I got my uh, my homegirl back at home in Buffalo, Brandy. She's a like she, we've been friends since like fifth grade at City Honors, and all she does is talk about the Jets, the Jets, the Jets. She got something to cheer for this year. Shout out to Brandy. Division, Shout is, out to other- division is much better now. I mean, division. I mean, you got the Bills, the top dogs still. Like no no change in that. But I think the rest of the teams, the Patriots. I think they still might win seven or eight games, maybe. The Dolphins will see what they can do once Tua gets back, and then the Jets are definitely, at least on paper, at least so far, have mm-hmm. improved. They already have three wins. They had four all of last year, so. Yeah. I'm shocked that we saw Mac Jones practice this week. You know, he practiced a couple times, and he, he still looked, obviously, a little ginger on that yeah. on that foot, but but I'm just completely shocked that he was even healthy enough to, to practice. Stros, what do you think about this Patriots-Browns game? And then we'll, after this, we'll we'll – Switch over to the Bills game and then um maybe talk about that Monday night game. No, yeah. we'll talk about the Sunday night game, not the Monday night, Sunday night. <laughs> you know, uh Amari Cooper. <laughs> hey, Amari Cooper's been been balling with uh Jacoby Brissett, man. Um mm-hmm. I, I I think there's an issue when it comes to uh Hunt versus um what's their running back's name? Uh sheesh. I'm thinking of Brown's running back, Nick Chubb. Chubb. Yeah. Oh. You know, I I they're 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 trying to feature uh Hunt a little more than I than they need to. Like I mean, he's 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 playing okay, but I mean, Nick Chubb is just killing. And I I don't know if it's maybe because they're trying to preserve him for, you know, later in the season, but man, if he's got the high hand, just keep feeding him. I mean, he's unstoppable. Uh but Amari Cooper's been having a really good year so far, man. Uh I got him on my fantasy team. Uh, that dude don't he don't disappoint. But Bailey Zapp, Zappy is another, you know, before the draft, I, I felt like he was probably one of the most pro ready quarterbacks coming out uh, just for the system that he's in and his and certain skill set. So, I, you know, I was actually surprised that the Patriots got him. So I'm not surprised by his play right now. The fact that they are talking about a quarterback controversy in New England is what's funny to me. Uh, this defense that they have is, is still pretty good. Uh, but outside of that, I mean, Ramondre Stevenson don't scare nobody. Jacoby Myers don't scare nobody. They really don't have any weapons on offense. And when you look at, like, the flow of their play calling and stuff like that, uh, it just doesn't look very in sync. So I think teams are going to continue to figure out the Patriots. Uh, but I, like you guys said, I, I only see them winning seven or eight games this year. Yeah, that's kind of my point, too. I mean, they, they don't have anything that's great. What I mean, they have no skill position. Play. Their defense is good. The defense is still, you know, their defense is going to be solid on the Belichick, but they ain't scaring nobody with they what they right. got offensively, like not at all. I low key can't wait to play them. Like I, I'm like, oh, what, what week is the Patriots? You know what I mean? Like I'm looking at this. What week are they cut? Like let's do this. And and before it used to be one of those things where it's like we would look forward to it, but it was a different feeling. It was like, man, okay, it's a big week. Now it's just like, all right, man, come on in, come get this ass whooping and go head back home. It's like, like a homecoming game. Yeah, that's how I feel for it. So, you know, it's like I, I expect it to be like the Steelers. They got a little bit better de- of a defense. I think, like you said, Belichick is always going to have defense ready to play. But yeah, I'm not I'm not worried about Now, with Mac Jones, I think Mac is better than people give him credit for, though. I yes. really do. Yes. I think Mac is a really good quarterback. And he he puts the ball. I've seen some throws from him this season. That's just like, wow, I didn't know he could make those throws. So, you know, we'll see when he gets back healthy. We'll see what's up. Let's touch on the Bills Chiefs real quick. We don't have to go. We've been covering it all week, so we don't have to talk too long about it. But just um, Antoine, me and Sterling have already talked about this. So let's get your take on how you feel like this game is going to go and uh, what, how, who you expect to come on top. Uh, I mean, really, I mean, just can you be able to, you know, control Patrick Mahomes and all the imp- improvising that he does and force some turnovers too. Cause you know, as good as he is and you know, 
art best i mean i think he's the best quarterback in football but he does make mistakes he does he's, he's going to put the ball in a position where you know defenders are going to have opportunities to get turnovers so yeah i think that's basically what it boils down to if you're the bills can you take advantage of some of those mistakes there you know the raiders didn't take enough advantage of those some of those mistakes and they had an opportunity to win that game but they just didn't make the plays down the stretch too i feel like if you know a team like buffalo would have made those same plays in uh, arrowhead too so yeah, I mean, for the Bills, I definitely think, you know, establishing the run, you know, taking some pressure off Josh Allen's feeling like he doesn't have to do be like Superman and do too much there too as well. So I think those are probably the two keys for me. I, I, I kinda, I'm going to go Kansas City on this just because I think everybody is expecting Buffalo to win. So I, I just have this, you know, weird feeling that I think the Chiefs are – they were ready, like they took the Raiders kind of a little bit lightly, you know, and I feel like they're going to be really having this game circle simply because everybody's anointing the, the Bills as the AFC favorite right now. And I feel like they're probably going to take that a little personally. So I expect it to be a great game either way. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be I think um, it's going to be a better game than what people expect in Buffalo, of, of, at least. But I think the difference this year, um, I, I, I think I underestimated how big of a piece Tyreek Hill was on that offense. Oh yeah, and and when you watch the Chiefs all year, yeah, they've been winning. You know, they're four and one too, just like the Bills. I just don't feel like they're as explosive offensively. And the Bills, they still can they still can hit you whenever they want to hit you. They can go methodically down the field, or they can hit you. I don't think the Chiefs have that same firepower anymore. And then on the flip, I think our defense is just like if you look at their defense, they've been giving up points, especially in the twenties, like. When you're in the red zone, they've been giving up points. They're playing with two rookie uh, cornerbacks that just haven't been strong. I just – I don't know, man. Like, I'm not even saying this as a Bills fan. Like, honestly, God, taking a step back, I know who Patrick Mahomes is. I know who Travis Kelsey is. But our defense got healthy, too. we are got all our guys back with the exception of maybe – well, on offense, Jake Kumro's not going to play. Or, you know, so we got a couple guys not playing. But, yo, we, we back, man. And I, I just feel like – I just I don't know, Stros, what you think? And then we can move on to that Sunday night game. Yeah, no, I agree. You know, I, I'm just worrying about my boy Twan down there sounding like a true Jets fan, talking about some of the Chiefs gonna beat the Bills and all this no, stuff, you no, know. No, yeah, yeah. First of all, first of all, if it, if, like personally, I would like the Bills, I would like nothing more if the Bills were to beat the Chiefs, personally. So, like, I grew up a Raider fan, so like let's just get that. Take it care. I just I'm, I'm saying this as a neutral observer, and this is my own public opinion. Just you know, I just think the Chiefs are going to win. Now, like, would it obviously it wouldn't surprise me. The Bills, I think the Bills are the best team in the AFC. They're my Super Bowl pick. I've, I've been I've said this like multiple times. I think they're the best team. See, I just don't understand though, because the other day I tweeted out that I was ready, and you was like, "Y'all got this." And now on the show, you you coming on here changing your tune, and you know I got to call you out on it because you act. I wish I had the tweet ready. I didn't know you was gonna say that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, I can I change my mind? Like, I, I no, you can't. Not on the bills, you can't. All right, note it, note it, note it. Yeah, I, I'll know this for the next time. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about this last game before we get up out of here, man. I think the Sunday night football game is gonna be one that everybody is looking forward to seeing because right now they they're the same way you're talking about how the world is anointing the Bills. I think everybody's now anointing the Eagles because they're five and zero. I just don't think that five and I, I just we'll talk about it. The Eagles and the Cowboys Sunday night football. This is a game that Cowboys fans every year look forward to Eagles fans every year look forward to. It's going to be a fun one. How do we feel like this one is going to go? Let's start with Stroh's on this. 
because Twan, I think, is capping all night. So let's start with Sterles. You know, I, I think. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, listen, man, I, I think the, the Eagles are going to lose the first game this week. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think Dallas has the 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 defense and the athletes to match up, right, with them very well. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts is going to have to throw the ball. He's he going to have to be an efficient passer, uh, not just a runner in this game. And I think they're going to be able to take his the, the running game away. Uh, right now, I believe, you know, uh, you know, the Eagles are allowing 17 points a game, you know, I don't think that uh, the the Cowboys are going to be anything from a you know they're not going to score a bunch of points, but I think they if they can li- rely on the running game and pass when they have to, I, I think they're you know just like they've been doing. I think they're going to win this game, uh, and and then you know you got the Eagles. Like I want to see this is the first game where I, I can say that like Jalen Hurts will be tested because you're not going to be able to run like that every single week and 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 have that back you up. You're going to have to be able to win games efficiently with his arm. Now, I know he's he, he's I'm not saying he's a bad passer, but when you have a running game that's supplementing and making things easier for, from a schematic standpoint in the past, I, I think, you know, the, the Cowboys are going to be able to take that away, I feel like. And so he's going to have to win from the pocket. So that's going to be something to uh, keep an eye on. But I think the Cowboys pull away in this one. I'm with you. How you feel, Antoine? Michael Parsons, the difference to me, man. Like, yep. I, can they can they contain him? I don't think so. Like, I I mean, I, I think the Cowboys can do enough running the football with you know Pollard and also Ezekiel Elliott too to take pressure off of Cooper Rush. And you know, I think Cooper can make enough plays. And this this may be like a 2017 game. There, mm-hmm. uh, you just don't need Cooper to throw the ball or chuck it all down the field because the Eagles do have really good cornerbacks too as well that can. You know, get some turnovers there. So that's why I think if running the ball is going to be very important in a game like this. So I like Dallas too. Like I, I think they're. I, I said they were going to win the division before the year started. I know a lot of people picked the Eagles because of the talent that they accumulated. But you know, I just like where Dallas is right now, and I feel like you know a guy like Michael Parsons is just going to you know eat against uh, Jalen Hurst, especially. I don't think they have an answer for him. I don't think any, well, anybody, nobody has an answer for him, but I think in a game like this, he's really the X factor. Yeah. No, I got to see him last week against the, um, the Cardinals. And I'll tell you what, in person, he's, he's, um, he's as advertised. He's good. He's going to be great. I think he's going to be great in this league, but I just, the same, the same way I talk about Lamar Jackson, about how great I think he is when he figures out, how to really be in the pocket and beat you from the pocket. That's I think that's what separates guys. And that's what makes guys great. Josh Allen can run when he wants to, when he needs to great, but guess what? Y'all let that dude stand back there with some protection. He going to eat y'all apart. Patrick Mahomes is going to eat y'all. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a ridiculous thing. If you give certain guys time like that, I just don't see Jalen hurts being that guy right now. He, he's going to be the team around him is a, as an all-star or a pro bowl cast or whatever, but I don't know. I don't know, man. So we're we're all going Cowboys here? Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to go Cowboys here. We all going Cowboys. Great show. I appreciate y'all taking the time to do this with me every week, man. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah no doubt. I mean, we just got to get my boy Twan on on the Bills train. You know, he's over here with this Jet stuff. I mean, you know. You're a hater, man. You can't, you, no, I'm if not you a say hater. something early in the week, you can't change it later, bro. <laughs> okay. All right. He, he, he getting I, that jersey cooking too much. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you talk about Jersey cooking, then yeah, my cooking, my cooking is like that's all the cooking I'm dealing with. I don't know if that's Jersey cooking, but 
Well, look, let's uh, go ahead and get on out of here, Twan. Why don't you, like we always do, let everybody know where they can find your content. If you got any articles for tomorrow or anything that you want us to read, go ahead and throw it out there for yeah, us. You find me at Antoine Staley. Also, find my work at the New York Daily News. They're the best way to, you know, contact, get in touch with me and read my work. All right. Sterles for the girls, what it is, man. Yeah, you can find me here at Buffalo Rumblings and the Grounding on uh, Sunday morning, man. Yeah, I know how we do it. I love you. Always positive, less negative. Go Bills. I know Twan ain't gonna say go Bills. So go Bills. Go Bills. <laughs>